you're saying all that, all of that, I had a thought maybe for the first time that the one thing I'm a really, really good at is being okay not being good at things. Almost too good at it. But I'm willing to just be, you know, to try something new and not do be that great at first. And I think that's one thing that's helped me as an entrepreneur because I was, because I'd try and be willing to fail where a lot of people struggle with that. But for some reason, I don't know if I just didn't expect much out of myself. For some reason, I've always naturally been pretty good at, at being okay with being bad at something. Welcome to Adulting Decrypted, the show where we break down the complex codes of common conundrums into logical living in effort to de- decrypt the code we call adulting. We're your hosts. I'm Gene, and I freshly got my hair cut, so it's like really fluffy right now. I kind of love it. I'm Gideon. I can't tell that Gene really got a haircut. <laughs> Apparently, she cut two inches off the back, but I can't really tell. It does look a little bit nicer, though. So, yeah. And... I am Ashton, and I am just chilling. I, I've got nothing today. Normally, I can think of something. Got nothing. And I'm Roscoe, the dad. I freshly got my hair cut as well. Um, <laughs> I do it once a week, whether I need it or not. But uh, today, we're very excited for two reasons. One is this is officially our birthday. Granted, um, you're listening to it a week late, but this is our birthday. We just crossed a couple big milestones. How many downloads have we had, guys? 3,000. Woohoo! Awesome. Good woot job. Woot. Great work, team. And what? Woot woot. Oh, I thought you were going 3,012 to be exact. I don't remember it. And then, um, what episode? We got two more episodes till we hit our what? 50th. Congratulations, guys. Crazy. Well done. And um, today, not only is it our birthday that's a super special day, our birthday of our podcast, let's be really clear. Um, nobody's birthday around this table. But we also have a very special guest with us. Dell Major is is a good friend of mine. He's taught me a lot of things. I hired him as a coach to help me um, when I needed some help professionally, business-wise, as well as personally, and uh, taught me a lot about um, habits and having the right mindset, and, and those are the things that we're excited to have him here for his show, for the show. So welcome, Dell. Awesome. Thanks for having me, guys. Way excited. A um, couple things to get started, just a level set. I've kind of briefly told the boys about your background with your um, business and, and what got started there, but do you mind walking us through kind of your young adult life, becoming an adult, and, and that story before we get into the power of habits and, and some of the other key points we want to talk about today? Yes, I would love to, but I also have to get over being really distracted um, with just being so jealous about that you can have a podcast with your three sons. I'm thinking, wow, how rad is that? And you've done 50 together. That is like so big. So my wheels are like spinning. Um, That's so cool that you guys get to do that together. And special that you did it and kept up with it and that you made it a year and you're like going strong. So props for that. Thanks a lot. means a lot to me coming from you, sir. Because I, yeah. I have mad respect for what you've accomplished and, and the way you put your family first. There's um, One of the things I was telling the kids is that you took an extended vacation with your family. I don't know if you had a chance to listen to our, our love episode, but one of the things we talk about for us that's super important is quality time. 
right? When when yeah. we, when these guys took the test, it all came back as quality time. And I know you did a big couple family trips, but that might be getting ahead of ourselves a little bit. But but those are super cool. One of those mad respects. So yeah, that's awesome. So um, let me get over that. No, I really am. That's like super impressive, guys. So if you don't, and maybe you don't understand or realize that as your kids, you probably do. But that's I'm like I need to figure out how to do that. Okay, cool. So about me. Um, I my quick story, and then you can figure out where we want to dive in and what we want to do. But um, I'm one of nine kids. Grew up in Salt Lake, um, in Rose Park. Went to West High School. Um, I'm number four in the lineup, and uh, nobody in my family was really an entrepreneur per se. And I never really gave much thought to uh, business or work or what I'd even do after high school. Um, actually, when when the Saturday that came for uh, for me to take the SAT or ACT or whatever it was for to get into college, I figured, you know, I'm going to go to the community college anyway. So I'm going to go on a bike trip uh, in California for 10 days with my buddies. And that's what we did. And, you know, that was kind of my direction. Um, but I, I started uh, buying and reselling bike parts at a store in Salt Lake called NPS that, that finds or that basically receives anything uh, that can't get uh, delivered from UPS. Um, Roscoe knows a lot about that with his line of work. And they would sell it, so I would buy that and then sell it on forums at first. I'd go and say, hey, I've got a derailleur, and here's the model number on it. I don't even really know what it means, but it looks expensive. You know, I'll sell it for three times more than I paid, and people would buy it. They'd send me money orders in the mail, and then I eventually started selling on eBay. Wow, that's old school, right? I mean, going back to then. old school. Forums, yeah. yeah. Yeah, forms and and uh, checks. Do you guys know what a check is? Yeah, we, yes, yeah. Dad. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but Sorry. a money order, money. Yeah, money. Oh, order money order like might be different. Thing. Yeah, money order. Do you know what a money order is? Wow. Oh, okay. I Sorry. feel it's so like a physical down Venmo. To right now. <laughs> oh, my bad, Gene. Sorry. <laughs> so I would do that, and it, it went really well. And, and, so, and was this in high school, ahead, or was this Oscar. was this in high school, or was this a little bit yeah. later? It was in high school. It was my junior and senior year. And then for three months after my senior year, that's what I did until I went to uh, – I saved about $10,000 and went to Portugal on my mission. And then uh, got back, started doing it again, did about in multi-level marketing, learned that I wanted residual income but hated everything about multi-level marketing um, or most things. There were some good things about it. Um, and rode my bike from Canada to Mexico – had this epiphany of like, oh, you should totally work with your dad and sell bike parts full time. And so I quit the multi-level marketing, started selling online, and we started a company called Bike Wagon. Um, he quit his job when I could pay him three grand a month. And then we grew that company to about $10 million in revenue over the next 11 years. That's pretty cool. What do you think, Gideon? I, well, I don't know if people know this, but I'm really into into bikes and stuff. I think they're they're pretty sweet. I don't know. I've liked. I don't know. I've had the idea of of doing that a lot. It's it's. I mean, it's it's cool. Well, well, know. the other thing that I think is kind of an interesting thing with with Dell and and you is um, the free spirit, right? What do you want to do after high school? I want to go live in a van for a couple <laughs> years. Nice. Do you rollerblade too? No, dang! I write, you would have if you BMX. grew up in the '90s. Yeah, probably. <laughs> That's what we did back then. I used to. I always wanted to run away as a kid, but I liked my parents too much. But I thought like running away would be so exciting. 
<laughs> to like just be on your own. Gideon, have you had that thought process? Uh, <laughs> um, not really. Oh, no. okay. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's awesome. probably good. Probably you better you won't admit very healthy. Well, that's neat that you you took that uh, bicycle trip, had that epiphany, and and you're able to listen to it, right? And you, and you followed that passion. And, yeah, and then uh, my dad listened to it too because he was he was the one you know that kind of had to quit his job and and jump in to business with me. Um, so it was a really good, yeah. It was it was a cool thing. That's awesome. And yeah, well, and actually a little bit more. I don't want to underplay it because you know I think in life. Uh, a lot of things happen, a lot of things, you know, there's a lot of chance and luck and whatever else involved. But that was one of the decisions that I made that really almost seemed like it, it was a lot more like it felt like divinely inspired. I was like guided in my mindset shift around because um, I was really kind of committed to the the other path that I was on. But I very much over two weeks completely changed my mindset and talked to my dad and everything just fell in everything just fell into place and went really well from there. So I think, you know, it's really important just to kind of follow the different promptings you get um, and expect things to go great, that there is there's like a path that could be amazing for you and to always believe that and be willing to, you know, even if it's hard or uncomfortable to just say, well, you know, it's kind of what I feel I should do. I'm just going to do it and trust that. It's going to work out for me. Thoughts on that, guys? Well, I'd say I definitely agree with that. You know, um, paying attention to your feelings is super important, and then jumping on them when you get them is also just as important. Because um, I know, well, if you think about it, um, to keep it close to topic, this podcast was something where it was just originally a feeling. It was an idea. Um, and then we're like, oh, yeah, that'd be super cool. And then we go, you know what, let's do it. And we had oh. no idea what we were doing. <laughs> yeah. we, we came out to the shed and said, okay, where do we start? And we're like, oh, maybe a name would be nice. And then we did call mom out to help us pick a better <laughs> name than what we originally thought. Because um, we need to have some maturity, Della, too, right? So mm-hmm. it's good to find those outside advisors that you found in your father. It sounds like he had some of that wisdom and some of that um, helped you ground your personality, right? Totally. And then tell us a little bit, as you're growing the business, a lot of entrepreneurs say that they don't have time for themselves or their family, and, and they get distracted and get pulled away. Um, how did you keep that all in check as you continued to develop and grow You know who you were? Because you're a young man starting this, right? If I understood the story right, somewhere in your yeah. 20s, early 20s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really all I've done You know, from 17 and then really went full-time at 21, uh, so I guess the the first part of the answer is I didn't do well at it, and I was absolutely committed and focused to building my business, and that was like all that I had on my mind. Except, you know, I did what? It was a year into it. Um, a year into it, I left and, you know, I did that bike trip from Canada to Mexico because actually I'd still been selling online. So that was me leaving the multi-level marketing thing. But then uh, two years later, we left when we only had three employees, some friends and I, and I probably had a couple thousand dollars to my name, all of which I spent on this trip. But we went to Europe for two and a half months. We rode 3,500 miles from Amsterdam to Lisbon, you know, saw some of the Tour de France, followed that for a few days. We did the running of the bulls. We, you know, stayed in an apartment in Barcelona for a week. We stayed with random people that we met at church. Like we had this amazing, cool experience. And we left. Um, so I left my business 
a lot to do those types of adventures. Um, so I, I always, and that was actually one thing that I took from my Canada to Mexico trip, that first trip that I went on. It's like, man, if I if I'm not an entrepreneur, I won't be able to do these types of things um, in the future because I don't think most jobs will let you leave for a couple months. That's um, probably a fair assessment. You know, and I, I wasn't a complete idiot as a kid. I'm like, you know, I don't know if I can get a job that's going to let me do this. So I need to be an entrepreneur and make my own terms. Um, but everything I did in my business was to help create freedom. And when it comes to like having balance, um, I had to figure a lot of that out uh, by, you know, being, you know, too much of a workaholic and, and working a lot. Like at one point I even, you know, kind of a funny story. I was um, working a lot um, and and I had to go to this conference at, you know, like in Provo at 9 a.m. And I was sick the night before and I woke up at 5.30 and started working and didn't really have breakfast and, and I was, you know, just so ill. But I still just got up and went to go to this trade show in, in Provo. I had to take a bunch of stuff to the post office on the way because we were selling things and waiting in line in uh at the post office i uh was feeling really sick i called my friend i'm like oh you need to bring me some pepto-bismol i'm really not in a good place you know <laughs> but i'm gonna go right. pick these people up and we'll go to the conference and i uh drop the call walk up to the counter and then have the thought i need to go throw up in the garbage can sorry this is kind of gross <laughs> but i'm like i need to, and this is the thought i'm like so i'm so uh uh, burned out and tired and just pushing myself too hard. I'm like, oh, I'm here. I'll just leave my wallet and keys on the counter with the bags. I'll answer this phone call because my friend called back after I dropped the call. I start walking over to the garbage can to casually go and throw up in the garbage can. <laughs> and I woke up on the floor because <laughs> I oh, passed wow. out. And wow. And, like, it was like a body reset. And then I woke up and you know, in a little puddle of blood. Cause I, I had to get stitches in the back of my head and, uh, um, <laughs> downplays a little small. And yeah. well, and then I, uh, I call my mom immediately. I was like, mom, you know, they're going to probably want to like, well, they want to take me in an ambulance. Can you come pick me up? Ambulances are expensive, you know? So I go to the hospital and they do some tests and nothing's wrong with me. I really think it was just, I pushed myself too hard and I have a few, I had a few instances like that where I totally like I'd I'd go to work and I'd sleep there overnight and then I'd come back and work, you know, then I'd work all day the next day until the next evening and then be totally burned out the next day, you know, three days later, whatever. Um, So I experimented a lot with just working way too much. So that's that's a lot of how I realized that left without systems or or priorities or ways to, you know, balance myself, I would be a mess. Hello. If you're listening to this right now, that means you're currently listening to an episode of Adulting Decrypted. And let me just say thank you. My name's Ashton, one of the hosts of Adulting Decrypted, and I wanted to steal a quick second of your time to do a shameless little plug. If you've listened to our podcast for any sort of time, you know that we talk about a bunch of different stuff all about adulting. Because our goal is to help individuals in this task we call adulting. Now, We have just revamped the way that we do this. If you go to adultingdecrypted.com, you can see all of our episodes sorted out by category. We've sorted it into financial, practical, emotional, social, and 
things just for fun. So, if any of those categories are of particular interest to you right now, you can go onto the website, look through there, and see all of our episodes that correlate with that specific thing. This website's completely free to use. It's just another tool for our listeners to find things that are more important to them now. So, for example, if I was looking at it, I'd scroll through and say, hey, you know what? I want to see what the Adult Encrypted crew has talked about socially. Well, one of our first episodes, season one, episode three, how do I talk to people? That's where we talked about all about it, talk to people. So if that's something you want right now, you can go find that right now. Also in this one, season three, episode 15, The Power of a Humble Mediator, where we talked to one of my old bosses about his business as a mayor, also as a small theater owner. Some really cool stuff. So, if you're looking for a better way to organize through all your self-help podcasts, try adultingdecrypted.com and enjoy the rest of the episode. I love it. Did you do you guys ever catch yourself into a project that deep? Has that happened yet? He can't see your head. Oh, I nodded yes. <laughs> Long story short, yeah, I've had I've had times like that where I just get so tired. But and you just because you're creating or you're developing um, music or content. Yeah, and I mean, even times when I was over in Australia, there would be times where you just crazy burnt because you know you supposed to be done at a certain time, but then when you're done, you're not really done, and you just keep doing stuff. So fair. No, I like it. Uh, and, you know, that's I, I like where you're going there with that, Dell, because you said, you know, really at the end of the day, you got to where you were you were burnt, you are spent. It was something you really loved, you enjoyed. But then you had to step back and say, okay, how do I build a system or a process to maintain my direction, right? I mean, is that fair? Am I, did, yeah. am I restating that Yeah, right? and I, I would also say that, you know, as you're asking your sons, like, hey, have you been into something like that? And looking back for me, I was really into like rollerblading and I built a half pipe once as a kid, but for the most part, and I I got really into wrestling, but so I I guess there were things that called a lot of me, but especially through school, it was hard for me to, I wasn't engaged and really excited about a lot of different things. So only as an adult, you know, was I able to like, when I could figure out some of my own things, realize that I had this like massive energy reserve you know so and i guess i just say that speaking to the power of like when you can find things that are you really align with that you love that all of us have the potential to be really jazzed and really motivated so i hate when people you know label others as unmotivated or oh they're slack or whatever it's like yeah you know it's in there maybe they, they just haven't had the conditions come out right to to call you know to 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 show uh, to have to show up right in a really motivated way no that's a that's a great call out and and i think the problem is a lot of times we force direction right as as parents right and as society we're like hey this is the success right and this is what it looks like and if you're not fitting in that mold therefore you're not successful right because most people would have looked at you taking a month to go right from um canada to mexico and going dude are you wasting your life you know, for me, you would have stressed me out if, if I was your dad and you're like, hey, I got two grand in my pocket. I've taken everything I got and I'm going on a trip to Europe. I'd be like, Dell, that's that's cool. But are you sure that's the right decision? You know, what else could you do with that $2,000, right? That would have stressed me out. Is that probably fair? Do you think dad would say something like that to you guys? 
Oh, totally. No doubt about that. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, but I'm glad that you followed you, right? To develop you and to find you because without some of those experiences, you wouldn't have become who you are. There was a, you told me a story one time about sleeping in an airport, you know, um, Oh yeah, all the time. I've slept. I've had ten to fourteen nights in an airport, probably. Yeah, there was one so where know. you kept trying to go. Am I, I going which... to get on the plane today? Am I not going to get on the plane? What was that? I can't remember the which whole story. one. Uh, well, I got stuck in a uh, Madrid for seven days once on a buddy pass, and I was kind of, I was committed to not buying a one way ticket back to America, and that I would use my buddy pass. So I was like, <laughs> I had I had like a buddy pass army of other people. There were like five other people that didn't make the plane and it grew so we were like the buddy passers waiting and i was like hey guys don't worry about it people are crying we're like we're gonna get in tomorrow and today we're gonna go go explore let's go get some mcflurries at mcdonald's and we'll go sleep in the new terminal tonight it's gonna be amazing i was like the ringleader of the buddy pass people yeah that's the one i was thinking of i thought that was pretty funny seven days to be that committed to uh, the outcome so well if i can interrupt something that i was thinking about that you talked about is um in school, there was nothing really that got you excited enough to work yourself like crazy. Um, and I think it's, for me, that's important to think about too. And I think about Jeannie Gideon and recognizing things that they are going through that I went through in high school and that I still go through in, in college and whatnot. But just the idea that we don't have to enjoy everything that comes across our path. Um, as far as school is concerned or life is concerned generally, but that like, um, we got to keep an eye out for those taking it back to the beginning. We keep an eye out for those feelings and our emotions because sometimes we'll get something like, Oh yeah, that might be kind of cool. Um, and recognizing that that's a different feeling than, Oh, I have to do my homework. <laughs> you know, I have to go do math, but the, Oh, that might be super cool. Let I want to go, go out and do that. Like, I know Gideon, you're like, oh, you know what would might be super fun? Having a track in our backyard. And then you like once you got permission and then and then some, uh, you went out and tore a massive track in the yard and you had fun with it and you spent countless hours on it. And it was easy to do, I'd imagine. I mean, making the track wasn't easy. But spending the hours was not a burden compared to doing homework. <laughs> yeah, no, not even close. I mean, sure, you could get tired or whatever for shoveling for five hours straight, but it was worth it, and it was fun. Like, even though, I don't know, you're sweaty, it's, it's dirty, it's hot, but it's it's still a lot of fun just making something that you can benefit off of. Right, and I think, and I think that's the part um, that Dale was getting to, that, that once you find something that jazzes you, you can keep at it. And it's not a burden, much like homework is. It's cool. <laughs> I love that example. Yeah, totally. And also keeping that belief that like there is something amazing there for each of us, and there's an, there's a, there is a path where we can be really motivated. And if you haven't found it yet, to like keep uh, stay very willing to just continue, keep trying, and try new opportunities and try things, and because you know eventually things will. Um, you know, always work out. I think if you believe that, it's a whole lot more likely to happen. So here's here's the ten dollar question: If you're seventeen and haven't figured that out, do you quit? Oh, absolutely not. What if you're twenty three? You know, I think you you keep you stay on. <laughs> well, you know, of course, right? Everybody, we just know you stay on the hunt, but you 
Um, yeah, I, I think that the belief part of as long as you believe, you know, believe and keep trying. And I don't want it to be all generic advice like, oh, keep shooting for the stars, kids. Everything's going to be great for you. But it really is that like, you know, man, you know, as you're looking in your backyard and you see, wouldn't it be rad if there were a track back there? You know, and you have this vision for your life. Like if you can have that big picture of like, how rad would that be? Interesting. Whoa. And then it, and then, you know, eventually you start to make it happen in real life. That's amazing. And that's like when I build a half pipe, you know, as a kid too, I think my seventh grade summer for months before I was like doodling on paper, like, oh, how rad would it be to have a half pipe, you know? And then, and then it started to materialize more and more and became a thing, you know? So yeah, I've, I mean, I've drawn so many countless ramps on homework and, and other sheets of paper that I've received during school and everything. Um, like we're supposed to be writing like notes or something it's like what happened when your friend was bullying you or something what did you do and i'm just like half pipe yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but like well, I th- so i think that's why it's so important to realize like we all show up in a different way and school like school never really made me feel like a winner for the most part like i won the sixth grade spelling bee but in sixth grade i got d minuses in every other topic except for spelling my teacher i'm gonna blame my teacher for half of that but um, I wasn't, you know, I didn't, I wasn't super motivated in some of those things. Like, so finding what motivates you and realizing like you're probably kind of a visionary, right? Um, and like those types of things, being willing to focus for a long time on a certain thing and see something that everybody else doesn't see and helping convince them to let you go your way. So finding things, you know, that allow you to exercise that skill that you already have, that, you, that you've already been developing, um, I think it's really important that we each find that because not everybody's like that and realizing that that's a special skill that you have and it's very unique to you and that not everybody's doing that. Where as a kid, sometimes you think like when I was growing up, I was like, oh, everybody's, everybody has the skill. It's not just unique to me. Where as I got older, I'm like, whoa, I'm like one in 50 people. Um, I'm really good. If you put me in a room of 100 people, I'm like one of the best at at that thing. Um, and not everybody's like that. So I think it's really important to just not try to be too different from yourself. Sure, like we all need to learn to read and write but um, and do some basic arithmetic. <laughs> but learning what you're naturally really good at. So when you find opportunity, you know, so you can find opportunities that use that skill. I like it. Now you said one thing I liked that you said, Dell, is uh, originally it was workaholic and you felt all this extra energy, but you realized that that it maybe wasn't the direction you wanted to go. And uh, when I say that, you need, knew you need to put systems in places and checks in places. And how did you start to learn? You know how to how to do because one of the things that turned um, me towards you is on the self help gurus habits you know those kind of things how did you start learning all that where did you go for that obviously not traditional school i wouldn't imagine yeah yeah sorry for completely dodging that question earlier i think you might have asked that already um so i you know i've I've read a lot of self-help books and always wanted to do different what it came down to for me was i didn't want to just be good at business Um, And I figured, you know, great. I work hard. I'm going to be able to, if I give my whole life to something, I'll be able to do good at it, to do do a good job in that area. 
I wanted to be good in other areas too. You know, I wanted to have a balanced spiritual life. I wanted to be in good shape. I wanted to learn French for a long time, right? Like I wanted to write in my journal every day. There were all these things. If I ever got motivated, I would make a list. And I don't know if you guys do this too, right? You're motivated. You're like, oh, here are the things that I'm going to start doing, right? Um, And I would make that list and then fail again and again and again and again. And I remember, you know, this was in 2014. We actually took our, we had three kids at the time. We took them to France and we rode about 1200 miles across France, Switzerland, and into Germany. And in that time, it kind of hit me like, Dale, you make these lists every three months and you don't, you know, you've talked about writing in your journal since 2006. Like your journal in 2006 says, I'm going to write my journal every day. I'm going to study French and learn how to speak French. And I'm going to speak these four languages because I wanted to be a linguist, whatever. And I, I didn't do any of those things. And it kind of hit me hard and from there, I, that's where I got really motivated to say, you know, finally, I'm going to, this time, I'm going to figure out a way to make this happen and make these changes. So, and it was from there, that, that kind of turning point that, you know, I started studying French, you know, within the next six months, I was studying French every day. I've written in my journal every day for like 2,510 days. That's almost seven years. Um, <laughs> if you're counting. I've, uh, I keep it just a daily log of you know, I'm on day like 2511 or something today. Star um, date, whatever. No. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I've been, you know, I read my scriptures every day. Just all those things that I, that I always wanted to do that didn't. I, it just hit me that Dale, you've got a company that you don't even have to work in to make money. Like you could take, you can take two months off. Um, you have all the choices, but you continue to still just fail in these areas. And then that's when I finally pulled everything together to make to make the changes. That's interesting. So once again, it was following that inner voice, right? The inner voice that kind of said, hey, you know, you're doing good. You're, as a matter of fact, you can take two months off, but how do you do better? Right? I yeah. mean, that's, that's kind of that pursuit, it sounds like, a little bit. Yeah. Just I expected more out of myself. Like, man, you know, I can, um, I, hate ma- I, I hated making lists that I didn't trust. So I wanted to put a system in place so and develop the habits that I could trust. And really, I, I read the book The Power of Habit the first time, and I, didn't, I, don't, I, I don't think I'm overly intellectual, and I think I just missed a lot of the point. Then I read it again on that trip, and I thought, oh, my goodness. I finally believed that, um, that you can rewire yourself and that things can become habitual. Um, where, you know, you, you understand that, oh, it start, takes 21 days to make a habit. If you do something for 21 days, it's not hard anymore. But I don't think we believe that not hard part, because if we did believe it, everybody would just say, oh, I'm just going to be disciplined for 21 days. And then, and then I'll reprogram myself like a robot, you know, but we don't do that. So I finally believed that and, and found, learned for myself how to implement and make new habits. And that's how, you know, I've been able to start those other habits. You know, I went off, I cut sugar from my diet a year ago. I've, you know, I'm exercising a whole lot more than I ever have. Um, I've just changed a lot of things through applying some of those principles that, that I used to just always struggle with. Do you guys have any questions on that, that side of the conversation at all? Any thoughts? No, I just feel like it's just some interesting things to just like think about and be like, "Hey, self, what are 
we doing that we should be doing for 21 days to reboot ourselves? Just, I don't know. Just gets you thinking about, like, what you want to change, I guess. Yeah. Mm. You know, I... I kind of was thinking about something different um, because it's talking about a discipline for 21 days. And and you said something along the lines of, oh, just discipline yourself from 21 days. And then you're someone completely different um, there on out. And um, dad kind of saw me. I kind of laughed under my breath because I'm presently I'm aware, at least for myself, that that's not how it works. Um, because mm-hmm. um, recently been counting calories as our listeners probably know and been doing it for 65 days or so now um and it's just been a constant effort every day something that I had to think about and recently um finished reading a book uh about this guy who was constantly overcoming obstacles and and talking about um um, how to be more disciplined and going beyond our perceived limitations. And one of the things that I gathered from that book is that motivation and discipline are two entirely different concepts. Um, because it's really easy to be motivated for a project for a limited amount of time. But in order to keep yourself um, permanently disciplined, it's a mental exercise that we continually need to keep strengthening. So that's kind of the thing I latched onto as you're talking about it. Awesome. Yeah, and you know, that book, The Power of Habit, they they say like, hey, it's not 21 days. It's really more like 60 to 90 based on the complexity, you know, with the studies we've done or whatever. But, you know, I know that after 2,500 days, it takes me zero effort to write in my journal. It just happens. Even if I'm tired or have no willpower, I just, you know, get in and dictate you know, what I'm feeling. Um, same thing with, well, just with several things. So that's, yeah, that's cool. Well, I appreciate that part of the conversation, right? Um, because Dell, the, the reason why I asked what he read, what he studied was because Dell turned me on really more to audible, audible. I'd, I'd use some of it, but how many titles do you have? Do you dare share? If I if I count my wife's historical romance things, four hundred and ten, I think. Yeah, pretty so. good collection of you know. So that's yeah, because you got me thinking about that, and that's where Ashton, in all fairness, read that book, right? Um, yep. A good friend of mine recommended it, and uh, I'm like, Ashton, you got to listen to this one. This one's pretty powerful, and and we've listened to a couple books you know, right after each other and go, what do you think of this? You know, kind of spurs the debate or the conversation. Right. And I think that's part of it is just being willing to learn. Right. So if you don't know what you like, that's why I asked the question earlier and, and Dell, you probably missed it. I got a couple laughs because of Gene's 17, Gideon's 14, Ashen's 23. Right. That's, it was kind of a, a canned question, but we're a group of believers that you don't give up trying, you know, you keep looking for that, that opportunity or that thing that's going to, that you feel like you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of becoming an adult is to say, okay, I don't have to learn now that I've graduated high school. I get to learn what I want to learn. And I think that's really important for us to, to contemplate and to think about and say, okay, what do I want to learn now? Right. What do I want to develop? What skills? Yeah. I love that. So uh, as far as uh, habits go, um, conversations, you know, thought processes, anything you got there for us, Dell? Any thinking on that? 
Well, I would say, you know, I, I liked uh, um, Gene's thought. That was you saying, hey, self, how, what should we work on today? Um, just that idea of um, if, if we can find things that we're really excited about, then it doesn't, then it's not work. You know, you don't want to go and, you know, it's, so I think the more that you can, in this, in the course that we went through, uh, Roscoe, we read, we talked first for, you know, over the four months, we talked about purpose and values. And then we talked about goals and everything else. And only then did we move on to habits, right? So if you're going to reprogram yourself and say, hey, self, what should we do? How should we change today? You know, the first conversation is to say like, hey, self, what the heck do we care about? Like, how do we want, you know, how do we want the backyard to look, you know, looking at um, Gideon's project, building the, you know, the ramp in the backyard. It's like for months he's just thinking about, I would love to have, you know, jumps and a track in my backyard and some place to, you know, to ride whatever you're riding there, you know, dirt bikes or bikes or whatever, BMX, whatever it is. Um, that would be cool. And, and you, you see that. And then, and then you there's there's motivation there's excitement and then you start to scope it out and say this is what i want it to actually look like and then the habit came in oh i work on it for five hours a day you know that's like the habit once you have all that vision for it the excite to do something as crappy as digging for several hours a day you know lots of hours a week however long it took um isn't really that hard because you've set yourself up so well with what the end goal is going to look like and why you're so excited about it. So I think with habits, it's the same thing. Like, do you, if you're out of shape, are you okay long-term with being out of shape? If you are, it's going to be really hard to change some of those, some of those uh, beliefs and implement those habits. But if you surround yourself with people that, you know, that, that you want to be like, and they're different from you, then, then, then you can say, wow, you know, I really want to be, I joke about my younger brother a lot. He's always in better shape than me. And he, he always kind of pushes me to get in better shape and not by telling me he, just by him being in really good shape. I'm like, whoa, I want to do that. Like two weeks ago, he ran a hundred mile race. Um, and, that's and, a long, and that that's inspires me. So I'm inspired. And then, and then it goes into like, oh, how should I change my habits so I can be more like Bruce, you know? Um, I think it's really important to be inspired and surround yourself and put things in your head that, that, you know, that you're excited about. And then the changing the habits part can get, can be pretty easy because you're so excited about doing something. I know what I imagined with changing habits. It was mostly like do it yourself type of thing. Like, yeah, Hey, I want to, I want to become a better BMX rider or whatever. And then you hang out with the same people that haven't really been doing any of that and you kind of like lose motivation or you just like stop working on it. But I, I like the idea of surrounding yourself with the, with the people that help you with your goals, the people that you want to be like, because when you surround yourself with better people than you, you want to become a better person just generally. And like, that's why you ride with people that are better than you. I know that's a common common thing that a lot of um, bikers talk about at least like mountain bikes and everything but it, I I don't know I thought it was cool that it was the exact same idea well that's why I let you guys totally. hang out with me when we're skiing that way you guys all become better skiers <laughs> oh no come on a little bit of love there no that's sure that's what it is Dad. that's what we spend our birthday doing right for the podcast 
And something I'd add there too is because I, I feel like that's a piece of advice a lot of people, at least my age, have heard of, is that surround your like your five closest friends will determine who you are. Um, and I always thought about it as like the people that you're close to um, will be able to teach you the skills that you need to. And so for me, I'd always thought about it like, oh, reaching out and asking them, well, what do you think about this thing? And then they tell you about it. And And while that is true in some respects, a lot of respects um, is it's like you were saying, Dale, is purely just them being themselves, you know, surrounding you yourself with people that inspire you to be better. Therefore, you start to try and change and then just by some sort of uh, you just you just glean that from from present and presence and and uh, and uh, I don't know, impression that you get from from those around you. Yeah, I, I like that. And as, as you were talking too, um, I uh, well, besides my seven-year-old coming in and saying, "Did my silver sell?" It did not sell. He didn't get laughing gas at the dentist yesterday, so I gave him twenty bucks. Oh, there you go. Give him laughing gas, and I was like, "Dude, you don't need laughing gas. You're tough." Um, and he's like, "Great." He didn't get it, so I gave him twenty bucks after, and then I immediately convinced him to buy five pieces of silver from me. Um, to list on eBay to sell for forty, so we'll see. And he's he's been checking with me every couple hours to see if it's sold yet. It is not sold, um, but anyway, it's pretty funny. I love um, the the enthusiasms there, right? Once again, yeah. was he passionate about silver yesterday before no, the dentist? No, no, no. He just he was passionate about. I told him confidently he could double his money in two weeks. I'm like, if you buy these pieces of silver from me, they will sell on eBay for more, and I will give them to you what the what I paid for them. So see that, but that, that proves proves your principle though, right? He wasn't excited about silver until you expounded it to him. And he's like, now I've got the energy to ask dad about silver. He's totally excited. Um, so, um, and, and it, in response to that, you know, question about, yeah, you know, told a lot, you know, you become like who you spend time with and your, your parents want you to be with good friends and whatever else. Like, of course, um, it's also one one other way that I've thought about it is uh, like you're willing to there are certain friends that you would probably say you would act differently around. You know, you'd probably show a certain SNL, you know, YouTube segment to them where you wouldn't show other friends and you definitely wouldn't show your mom. Right. So like depending <laughs> on who we depending on who we want to be in the kind of so. I, I like to think a lot about like I'm the kind of person who and we all have we're all the kind of person that's a you know dirt butt ball sometimes right like we all have the potential to not be that great and we all have the potential to be really good and we're the same person so you know there are people that that uh, when we're around them we're better and we become better versions of ourselves so I like to think about that a lot too in regards to like who we spend time with some people just demand more excellence and, you know, if we want to become, we just have to very deliberately choose what we want to, how, how we want to be and how we want to become. And that's where the, the crowd we spend time with really dictates that or influences it. Well, I think that's insightful. I never even would have thought to go there. Um, and Dale, one thing I wanted to go back on just a step, because um, I like where we're at. No, I, I like where we're at on that is I didn't realize for that whole class that you set us up to actually go through the vision side of it first, right? That's how 
I didn't even grasp that. That's how naive I was to the whole concept. But but really trying to figure out what do I want, right? So if I was to put words into your mouth, it sounds like we can define our own version of success. Do you? I mean, is that totally? Is that a fair well, no, statement? I think I think you have to because if you know if uh, if Gideon uh, lets somebody put him into an accounting job where he has no creative freedom, no 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 no. Uh, yeah, no freedom into saying like what he's going to do and what he's going to create and whatever else. Like he's probably not going to be all that jazzed about creating good accounting habits. I wouldn't right? stay in accounting. But if, <laughs> but if he's like a creator and wants to, you know, be free thinking and do whatever else, and then there's going to be so much energy that comes into the, that other process. So I think we absolutely, based on our wiring and who we are and who we value, have to decide, you know, what our terms of success, what are, yeah, what success looks like for us. And that's going to be different for everybody. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a believer of that obviously. Um, but it took me till I was like 37. One day I woke up and said, why am I buying crap? I don't need to impress people. I don't like, <laughs> you know, sold the boat, <laughs> sold the big truck and kind of said it wasn't, I mean, it was a big excursion. It wasn't the typical truck, but, um, said, wait a second, what matters most to me? Right some of my freedom, some of that ability to entrepreneur, try some things I hadn't tried before. Um, so yeah, I, I do believe that we can define our own success. And, and I think that's critical as you become an adult to look around and say, is this fun for me? I think Ashton, a couple of weeks ago, you shared the Jim Carrey clip along these same lines of his dad playing the safe route, right? And this has got us thinking as far as becoming an adult, we need to define our own paths. And it's, one thing I'd like to point out, though, it's still okay to dual path, but once you know where you're supposed to go, try and figure out how to get there as soon as possible. And that's where we can start creating those habits and that change. Um, and I, anyways. Awesome. I like I mean, where you're at on that. What would, like, kind of my own my own thing, what would you suggest for somebody who wants to go in a whole bunch of different ways? For me, for an example, I really like riding riding my BMX bike. I love to do that. I really want to do YouTube. I think that'd be super sweet. I want to weld and I, I just, um, and you want you, an airsoft gun. Yeah. I know you I mean, showed it I to wanna, me. I want to do airsoft. I think videos on that would be cool and everything and whatever with a whole bunch of friends. And I just don't know how to create that many habits and if I should do it all at the same time or how I should manage. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, you know, a few thoughts, um, and by no means am I the expert, but you can't do everything at once. So you have to prioritize. Um, and is your, is your question like, I want to do these five things. How can I do it all? Or is it something different? Yeah. How can I do them all at the the same time and grow in all of, all of them? (laughs) Yeah. Well, one of you can't be amazing at everything. Um, so which, but are we supposed to be good at everything we do? Not, no, no. But sometimes don't don't doesn't everybody say like you need to give your hundred percent effort, you need to try hard, right? Well, Where yeah. one yeah. thing that I think that you need to accept mediocrity in certain areas of your life, essentially. And let me I want to dive into that a little more. But they're like I want to be a really amazing dad, and I want to be great at you know at um, what I do professionally. But I don't, 
I want to be like an average or below average member of my HOA association. Um, you know, I want to be a good friend, but I want to be a better father probably because I care about maybe care about my family more, right? So we kind of have to decide what buckets. So when I started learning French, I want to be mediocre at French. So for seven years, I've no for five years, I've studied. Uh, I guess five or six years, I've studied a couple minutes a day, you know, so I can, you know, read, read and understand most of what I read in French. Um, and so I'm mediocre. I'm not great. Uh, and with fitness, I've also not like, you know, I'm not um, super ripped, but I've done a pretty good job at being more fit. So I think you have to decide like, you can't go and be a top YouTuber and a top, you know, airsoft competitor and a top BMX guy and everything else. But if you just say, I think airsoft's cool and I'd like to have a gun and mess around with it every once in a while, or I'd like to have a YouTube channel and I'm willing to invest this much time, you just have to decide you only have so much energy to put towards things. So just ranking those things and you, but you don't have to do all or nothing. You could say, I'm just going to do, like I have a guitar in my corner over here I've owned it for a year and most days I pick it up for a couple minutes and play different chords. That's it. And I, I want to be able to play songs to my kids in the next year or so. So I'm learning different new chords and I'm spending like, um, for how long I've done it, I'm really bad at the guitar. <laughs> but that's just part of the strategy. Intentionally bad though, right? Yeah. I mean, that's. Yeah, I'm intentionally bad. I'm intentionally bad. I learned how to play like hymns made easy on the piano in two years because I, cause it was maybe like a year and a half. Cause I'm like, Oh, I'm just going to sit at the piano every day for at least a song. And my first two, two weeks was me learning where the middle C was and the different keys on YouTube videos and everything else and learning how to read music. But I just committed to like sit in the seat for a little bit, of, you know, for at least five minutes. Then eventually it was just one song. And, and that was enough over time to do it you know, to get a very basic proficiency at it. And then I moved to guitar. Do, do you understand the answer there? Yeah. Oh boy. I moved my chair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just prioritizing again. I mean, and, and really deciding where you're going to be fully vested. It sound like to me, right? Cause something's at least from what I got from what Dell said is he's going, look, do you guys know what an HOA is? We don't, we don't have a homeowners association. He's like, look, I really don't care about that. So I'm not really going to be, I'm not going to spend much time in it. Right. But he wants to be a great dad. He's like, I want to be a good friend, but I want to be a great dad. Right. So when you're balancing competing efforts and saying, what one item am I, am I going to be great at is really where that question has to come back to. Right. Yeah. And I think yeah, that's I like a, that. Yeah, that's a good that's that's insightful for me to to rebalance some of those things and say, you know, what am I okay not being the best at? And I think that's where a lot of us struggle because we there is a misconception that you can be great at everything. And and I truly do agree with Dell that you know, I I came up with a saying a little while ago that you can be great at anything as long as you're willing to give up those things you don't care about. Right, and most of us aren't willing to give up so many things to be great at just one thing. Totally. As you're saying all that, all of that, I had a thought maybe for the first time that the one thing I'm a really, really good at 
is being okay not being good at things. Almost too good at it. But <laughs> I'm willing to just be, you know, to try something new and not do be that great at first. And I think that's one thing that's helped me as an entrepreneur because I was because I'd try and be willing to fail where a lot of people struggle with that. But for some reason, I don't know if I just didn't expect much out of myself. For some reason, I've always naturally been pretty good at at being okay with being bad at something. That took a turn in this conversation that I was not expecting, right? I mean, I I didn't think that maybe even the title of the uh, of the podcast is almost it's okay not to be good, right? Um, because that's the only way you can be great at other things, right? I mean, that's that's very. It, besides the dad, is there anything else that's like a, an example you could give of that, Dell? Of sometimes that you've made that conscious decision to just be great at one thing or two things or you know it, yeah the uh, you know I really I want to be I don't want to be a deadbeat spiritually like I want to do good at that I want to do good at my family and just like and and the like I feel that a lot of my life purpose is to you know I love the coaching groups that I run and helping you know helping people get more out of their potential and believe that they can do things. So I want to be really good at that. But I also came from that after learning about my, you know, and I, th I think that if, if you guys haven't taken the Clifton Strengths Finder test, I think that's a really good, like easy, inexpensive personality test that, that points out some of your strengths. Um, and based on that, I've spent a lot of time really trying to hone and get really good at those things. Um, but yeah, you know, other examples, those are kind of the examples. I wanted to be good professionally and I want to, you know, I want to be great at my family, you know, kind of in service roles. No, I think that's powerful. I've really got a lot from, um, here's a follow-up question to something you said earlier. Can you still play hymns made easy? Can you still play some of the piano or did you sure. stop? Sure. I, I sit down every few weeks and I say, oh, let me play near my God to thee and you know get it get it to go but no that's um, fun yeah i think that's fun because that gave you that exposure that you wanted right and and rounded off some skill that you wanted so even after you learn the guitar enough there will still be times that you'll sit down and play but you don't have to do it daily to be able to to keep that habit right so yeah to me that's it, all, it also taught me that hey if i want to get good if i want to be good enough to play hymns at church or for my family home evening at you know whatever I'll have to probably take, I'd have to take six months of, of real practice where I'm practicing for like half an hour, an hour, like real work. Cause I realized how complicated some of the other things were, you know, and how well or not well I learned that type of thing. It doesn't come super naturally for me, I don't think. So it was good to get exposure to realize how far down that road I wanted to go too. Yeah. That's a, that's a great point. Validate that that might not be a strength. <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. No, that's neat. Well, good. Do you guys have any other questions for Dell or or anything that we're not asking you that we probably should ask or any advice you'd give to budding young adults or parents of uh, adults? Young adults? Am I saying that right? Okay. Three head nods. I think you're saying it right. I don't know how else you'd say it. So. Okay. I, you know, no, I think you guys have done, asked good questions. Um, 
I don't really have anything else. I think you talk about the audible habit. I think for, you know, expo like a great book on habits is um, the power of habit by Charles Duhigg. I like that a lot. It's a, it's an interesting, pretty easy book to read because there's a lot of stories. And then um, one, another book that really helped me is called goals by Brian Tracy. I've probably read it 20 times and it's short um, probably two and a half or three hours on audible. So um, I would say that I think anybody that wants to, you know, change something should read those two books. Um, but yeah, no, you guys are awesome. This has been fun. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Adult and Decrypted. We really enjoyed having this week's conversation and we hope you did as well. If you ever want to comment on a topic, you can send us a message to our website, adultingdecrypted.com. Our email, adultingdecrypted at gmail.com, or through our Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn accounts at adultingdecrypted. If you have any topics for the show that you would like us to talk about, or if you are a parent and want us to talk about something your kids should know, send us a message on any of the accounts mentioned. If you would like to be a guest or have an idea for someone you think we should have on our show, feel free to send us an email detailing your thoughts to adultingdecrypted at gmail.com. Adulting is teamwork. We have merch. If you want to show off your Adulting Decrypted pride, check out our website, adultingdecrypted.com, or our partner website with shop.spreadshirt.com forward slash adulting decrypted. Lastly, if you enjoyed the show, please consider supporting us on our Patreon at Adulting Decrypted. Along with the benefits that come with our Patreon, and trust us, there are some pretty good ones in there, you will not only be helping us continue in the effort to make great content, but you will be part of a community of individuals all trying their best to adults. We appreciate you listening, enjoying, and leaving your positive reviews. Now, the special song from Gene and Gideon. Like an adult. Making myself better for the very first time. Like an adult. Learning habits and how to better affect my life. Better affect my life. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Adult and Decrypted. We really enjoyed having this week's conversation and we hope you did as well. If you ever want to comment on a topic, you can send us a message to our website, adultingdecrypted.com, our email, adultingdecrypted at gmail.com, or through our Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn accounts at adultingdecrypted. If you have any topics for the show that you would like us to talk about, or if you are a parent and want us to talk about something your kids should know, send us a message on any of the accounts mentioned. If you would like to be a guest or have an idea for someone you think we should have on our show, Feel free to send us an email detailing your thoughts to adultingdecrypted at gmail.com. Adulting is teamwork. We have merch. If you want to show off your Adulting Decrypted pride, check out our website, adultingdecrypted.com, or our partner website with shop.spreadshirt.com forward slash adulting decrypted. Lastly, if you enjoyed the show, please consider supporting us on our Patreon at Adulting Decrypted. Along with the benefits that come with our Patreon, and trust us, there are some pretty good ones in there, you will not only be helping us continue in the effort to make great content, but you will be part of a community of individuals all trying their best to adults. We appreciate you listening, enjoying, and leaving your positive reviews. Now, 
a special song from Gene and Gideon.